This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Hello and welcome everybody into the Scraby Show. What day is it? I was going to say the date and then I forgot, but it is February 27, 2024. We are underway in spring training. Things are going well. Tony and Chris are off. They needed to be, not because they were doing anything wrong, but sometimes the connection is a little tough, I got to say. Sometimes the connection is a little tough. If you want to join us and watch the show on YouTube, you can just go to YouTube, search 97.3TheFan. You can also go to Facebook. You can go to Twitch, 97.3TheFanSD on X. Plenty of places to watch. Dan's in the chat. Castro's in the chat. And we have stuff, you know, Adam and I were talking before the show. We were talking about things we could um, discuss when it was just Sam and I for the first couple hours. And he was presenting this topic to me. And I thought, you know what? This is this is a Scraby Show topic. And so I, I stole it and used it for the Scraby Show. But in, I don't know, 20 minutes or so. I am going to talk about some of the guys that are in spring training, and we asked the question in the Big Five as well, briefly. But I want to talk about the guys in spring training and which guys have the most important spring training ahead. Like, I'm not going to rank them or anything, but I'm just going to go down the list and see if those some of these uh, players on the Padres, how important it is for them. So we'll do that in about 20 minutes. We will be doing the news of the day here soon. Also, we have the daily gripe at the end. I am not sure what the daily gripe is yet. If you would like to submit a daily gripe, you can in the YouTube chat. Just go to YouTube, search 97.3 The Fan. Evan is here. The beef is here. Everybody is showing up to the Scraby Show. But I wanted to... Start with this, because, you know, honestly, we're kind of light on the news today. Um, It's just more of updates on what happened with the Padres today. So I wanted to start with this, and we had talked about this many times last year, and we had talked about how we thought maybe the spring training of 2023 was kind of cursed because, you know, they had the incident with the kettlebell, and then... There was just weird stuff happening at all times. Like when we went out to spring training, it was it was not like weird, but it was different for sure. And we talked about all year. Maybe the reason that they're playing so or they're starting so slow is because they weren't able to mesh in spring training. And so I was actually watching the Ben and Woods interview with Jake Cronenworth. And he said something that caught my attention. And I want to play it here because... 
I it made me think of a couple things immediately. But this is Jake Cronenworth with Ben and Woods, I believe, from yesterday uh, at Peoria, talking about last year and the meshing as a team. I think uh, the biggest thing was yeah, there's a ton of excitement and you know all the stuff around last season. Um, you know, I think as Sam, I was telling uh, that you know looking back on last year and like we get all these new players and we have this team and you know we get to spring training and nobody's here because everybody's at the World Baseball Classic. Yep. And everybody's, there's guys in Miami, there's guys in Japan, there's guys in Taiwan. And I'm like, looking around, and I'm like, man, we got this awesome team, nobody's here. That was the one thing that, you know, stunk, was we never had the opportunity to really get together as a group. Some of those teams went fairly far. You know, a couple of the teams, you know, didn't go far, but it still wasn't until March that everybody was here as a group. And then two weeks later, the season starts. So I thought that was interesting because we had maybe speculated about last year whether or not that was an issue and Jake Cronenworth is saying it's an issue and I believe that it's an issue because it would be kind of strange just to start a season right after you get back from the World Baseball Classic and again these guys really didn't know much about each other and they had this this quote-unquote super team and it is hard to mesh and it is hard to know what your teammates are thinking or know what your teammates are about to do and I'm not making an excuse for last year because that their talent should have you know, their talent should have won out on that one. But here's where I'm going with this. I, like I said, I believe that there is truth to this for sure. But this year, I don't want to do this whole, uh, we need time to mesh. And this is not a comment about Jake Cronenworth. But I don't want to have to sit here and talk with all of you about how the team maybe isn't meshing because they're too new. There is no more time to mesh. This year has to be a year where they're starting strong and they win a bunch of games early. And I, I, I don't know that we have the opportunity or afford, afforded the opportunity. Let me start that over. I don't know we are afforded the opportunity of meshing this year. So hopefully this spring training is a lot better for the clubhouse, for the morale of things. And I think maybe Joe Musgrove kind of felt that in the offseason. And we heard Michael King when we played the audio last segment. I I think that uh, he was saying the big thing for him was having Joe invite some of the guys onto the uh, onto a fishing boat or, you know, they did some sort of meet and greet. And so all of them kind of got to know each other. And then they they talked about how things are going to go during the season. And Michael King is looking up to Joe Musgrove. So I, I fully believe that meshing is very, very important. But I really I, I, I just I just do not want to fall back on the. We need time to mesh because there, again, I will say this a million times tonight if I need to. There is no more time to mesh. Manny's been here for years. Xander's now, Bogarts is in his second year. You have Fernando, he's back for a full season. You have Jose Azokar, even though he's not a superstar like I was just naming, he still has been on the team for a while. Jake Cronenworth has been on the team for a while. A lot of the pitching has been on the team in a while or for a while outside of the, the new Yankees pitchers. But I think there's enough nucleus in there to I think there's enough nucleus within the team to be able to skip over the whole we didn't mesh in spring training thing. So that was just kind of a a little random thought that I had as I was listening to Jake Cronenworth because Chris and I said it so many times last year. Maybe the World Baseball Classic was a problem. And I saw a chat, uh, someone on the chat, I think it was Dominic saying, uh, Dominic says... Where did Dominic's comment go? 
I cannot find his comment. I don't know where it went. Oh, there it is. WBC Strong then lingered to September. Yeah. Yeah, it did take a long time. They never really did mesh until September. So, ugh. Not not really uh, the start everybody wanted last year, obviously. But this year, I feel like they're going to start a lot better. I feel like there's a new kind of sense of importance around this season, uh, more so than last year. Everybody knew it was important last year, but this year, I think guys have wrapped their head around that this has to be a good year. And so Jake Cronenworth making, you know, making, he he seemed like he did a lot of offseason of reflecting. And I, I think that's a good thing. Reflecting, I reflect way too much. And so I get in my own head all the time. But reflection after something like last year where you're supposed to make the playoffs, you're supposed to make a deep run in the playoffs, and you don't even make the playoffs, let alone Jake gets hurt at the end of the year. So I, I think the reflection that he did this offseason is going to reflect, no pun intended, on his his output this year. No one's worried about his defense. It's all about his out, offense. And so I think that this year he has a better mindset to go into a season and start strong. And that's coming from a guy who's never played professional baseball. But I can't say that, you know, I've been around this team for a little bit now, and I can kind of feel out a little of how the team is feeling. And I feel like they're in a much better st- spot this year than they were last year. All right, who else is in... The chat right now. We got, again, Dominic. Easy money. I'm here too, Scraby. Was listening on my way home. Thank you very much. Hopefully you were just listening on the radio. Gonzo, Sam's guy, said, we just have to kick butt for Pete. He trusted this squad. Now they have to make him smile again. I agree with that. I think that's another factor this year, for sure. I think when people, when players see that patch on their shoulder, the Peter Seidler patch, I think think the guys are going to get an extra little boost from that i heard fernando talking to bob scanlon during the game yesterday and they were talking about peter seidler and it just seems like every time i hear a player talk about peter seidler it seems like peter seidler made an impact on them and and for a in a in a really great way so i think that's another factor this year that they're going to come out and they're going to have to do it for peter and you know i think that's awesome uh let's see anthony says X, Manny, you, Joe, and Kim ain't getting any younger. Something needs to happen now. I agree with that 100%. Those guys are, you know, they always talk about windows. And we were talking about windows last year. But windows, the the Padres window is still wide open. But it is closing year by year. So things need to be done now while guys are in their primes, while guys are contributing at a high level. And so that's... You know, if you want to know what's going through my mind on a daily basis, that all came from the Jake Cronenworth clip that I listened to this morning. And then, you know, I wanted to bring it to all of you. So thank you for allowing me to do that. Not like you had a choice, I guess, but you do have a choice. I shouldn't say you don't have a choice. You definitely have a choice. All right. With that said. It's time to get caught up on the latest with the news of the day. We also got Katie in the chat we got jacob in the chat jacob is uh asking a question that i will get to maybe a little bit later my win prediction i think we need a little bit more time on that but here we go with the news of the day so to start i said last night i was not worried about joe musgrove i thought that he was just getting into the season he was just making a couple spring training starts 
I think that what Joe said to the reporters after the game tells us everything. And here's a tweet from Dennis Lynn. I'm just going to read it verbatim. Joe Musgrove said he has been working on a sweepier slider after his breaking pitches began to blend together last summer. He still has his old slider and isn't sure yet how he how much he'll throw the new pitch this year. So that's what Joe was working on the last couple starts. He's working on a new pitch. And some of the pitches that he threw were not good. And obviously, they the, the Guardians took advantage of that. But told you not to worry. Everything is going to be fine with Joe Musgrove. I 100% fully believe that everything is going to be fine with Joe Musgrove. And I'm very, very excited to see what happens this year. Uh, let's go to our next news story, and we're going to stay in the National League West because, like I said, there's not huge news today or anything like that. But the Giants, they played the Mariners today, and Hung-Ho Lee actually made his debut for the Giants in his first spring training game. How did he do? Well, he started his Giants career with a single, and then he ended up scoring in the bottom of the first inning. He went one for three today with one strikeout. So, you know... A, a, a stat line that you don't really need to know about, but you just got to, I'm going to be paying attention a lot to him this year because um, it's something that I really want to see if the giants were right in giving him all that money. And we were talking about with Sam earlier and Sam and I were saying like, well, I actually, I was saying it seems like the giants Maybe not panicked, but they decide they got a little anxious with all of the free agents that were not going their way. And so they just threw some money out there and they signed Lee and they signed some other guys like Solaire. And they're hoping that that pays off for them. I really think the Lee contract is going to end up hurting them down the road because I don't think that you can produce. Maybe he can later on in his career, but. The first few years of this contract are going to be expensive for the Giants, and he's got to, you know, live up to that contract real quick. So uh, I'm seeing on the chat, Sam was so sassy today. I kind of liked it. That's from Jax. Yes, Sammy Lev is very sassy today. So come on. Uh, We have, oh, Awful Waffle saying on YouTube, hey, Matt, always tune in while door dashing, just popping in between deliveries to say hi that you're doing a great job. Thanks for making my sixth to seven hour entertaining hello chat thank you awful waffle i like that that's great thank you for listening all right final news story and we were going to talk about it in Gwyn and chris but the guys convinced me that i should talk about it on the scraby show instead because there's not much information on this but miami dolphins star wide receiver tyree kill is now facing a lawsuit from a model who claims his anger caused the blocking drill at, at, at his house to go horribly wrong Her name is Sophie Hall. She has over 2 million followers on Instagram. And apparently on June 28th, 2023, she was invited to take part in an offensive line blocking drill after watching Tyreek Hill train in his backyard. I guess on the first rep, Hall alleges she managed to push Hill backward, drawing laughter from a group of witnesses, including Hill's trainer, mother, and sister. Hall said she is 6'1 and weighs 250, while Hill is listed at 5'10", 191. But she says that Tyreek Hill became embarrassed and angry after that and insisted they do the same drill in opposite positions. And the second rep was apparently interrupted by a puppy. And the third rep saw Hall hold her own. But on the fourth rep, Hill allegedly charged into her, quote, violently and with great force, 
leaving her in excruciating pain. Now, again, we this is all alleged in a lawsuit. We do not know if this is true. But she was later diagnosed with a fracture in her right leg, and the lawsuit contains the pictures of her leg and the x-rays that have two screws installed in her leg. So she included screen grabs, apparently, of Tyreek Hill messaging her on Instagram after she signed her son up for his football camp, which then allegedly led to the invite to his house. So there you go. It's all... It's all a big mess. I, I, I don't necessarily know that I believe her. I don't necessarily know that I don't believe her because this could, this could be, uh, this could be true. And, and I, again, this is not proven. This is just alleged by this woman, uh, Sophie Hall. So we'll keep an eye on this. But Tyreek Hill could be in some trouble. It's been a rough, not off season, but it's been a rough. I don't know, last six to eight months for Tyreek Hill. He. Had his house catch on fire. He had that whole thing with a divorce that actually wasn't a divorce or something like that. I don't know. I'm not really sure. But looking at the chat, I'm not sure that people believe. (laughs) I'm not sure that people believe her either. I I can't say for sure. Because honestly, what I've heard from Tyreek Hill in the past is not the greatest. And there are incidents out there that you can look up and you can... Uh, research a little bit but I gotta wait until a court of law decides what what's true and what's not because there's just so much accusation these days and if Tyree Kill didn't do this he doesn't deserve to be talked about all over the country for this but that is our final news story for tonight a kind of a weird one when we get back I told you we're gonna go through players that Spring training, Padres players specifically, that spring training is very important for, so you'll get the hang of it when we get back here on the Scraby Show on 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Doncic, the step back three, you bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Matt Scraby here with you in the Odyssey Palace 97.3 The Fan. Thank you for joining me for the Scraby Show. If you want to follow me on social media, you can at Matt Scraby. If you would like to watch the show, you can on YouTube or Facebook or uh, X at 97.3 The Fan for YouTube and Facebook at 97.3 The Fan SD on X. 
We were just talking about Tyreek Hill and Annabelle in the chat. Chat is popping tonight, everybody. Thank you. Annabelle says, nothing about the Tyreek Hill we're talking about. Nothing about this story makes sense. Random chick in blocking drills at NFL Player House. What? That's how I assume she says it. Uh, I agree. This story is kind of crazy, and I don't know why she was doing... (laughs) I don't know why she was doing blocking drills with them. I mean, the only reason I think that she's doing blocking drills with him is because there's something weird happening there. Weird as in like Tyree kills cheating or something like that. I, I, I don't know. I, I, and I don't know why she's doing it in front of it. Maybe that's not true because she's doing it in front of a, a lot of other people, but Tyree kill getting mad at, at an Instagram influencer for being able to beat him off the line or whatever it was is pretty hilarious. I have to, I have to say it's pretty hilarious. Castro is asking, what is a blocking drill? A blocking drill basically is what it sounds like. You just set up and you try to pass block or run block or something like that. And you have someone trying to get around you, trying to get to whatever is back there. It could be a pad. It could be a player. It could be anything. But I think it's hilarious. This whole story is hilarious. It's not hilarious if she if she really was, you know, hurt by Tyree Kill. Definitely not hilarious. But there is some weird circumstances surrounding it. That is for sure. Uh, it's just I've never been invited over to a, a professional football player's house to have blocking drills. I would love to. So if you're out there and you're listening, hit me up. I will come over and do some blocking drills. But that is just... It's just very strange. And, you know, we'll deal with that as it comes down the road. All right. I was trying to read this, and there I found it. The Odyssey app lets you jump back to the moments you missed on 97.3 The Fan. While you're listening to 97.3 The Fan, you can see what you missed and click to listen on demand. Missed a guest, a feature, if something crazy that happened from earlier, we've got you covered. Download the free Odyssey app, search 97.3 The Fan, and tap earlier today to get started. Now, you should go back to Ben and Wood's video, or well, I guess this isn't for the video, but you should go back to their segment on the Odyssey app and uh, look for the moment that they asked Jerks and Profar why he blocked them on X. I think that is a, is a fantastic question. I think that it's a hilarious question, and I love how Profar responded. So make sure you go check that out because Profar just smiling away, as he always does, as he always does. All right, uh, here's what I want to do here. And like I said, I was talking to Adam earlier before the show, and we were talking about certain segments we could do. And he came, you know, he he offered up something that I thought was perfect for this show. And it's basically here is the question that I'm asking about these players that I have listed. Do they need a huge spring training to make the team? So if you are, um, if you are, Let me see how I want to say this. I guess if you're someone that is on the bubble of making the team, I'm going to go through it. And it also for someone who is who needs to stay within the system there. I worked through that. That was tough. But I'm going to start with Jackson Merrill. Do does he need a huge spring to make the team? I, I at this point I think he and I'm not going to put him on the team already but from what I'm reading from the Union Tribune what I'm hearing from everyone Jackson Merrill himself the buzz is real around him he's got the endorsement from Fernando Tatis Jr he's got the endorsement from other players Jackson Merrill as we talked about the other day came in yesterday came in and was like where do you want me to play I'm just going to do it I'm just going to go so uh 
I like that attitude. I don't want someone who doesn't want to just who doesn't want to try something new to further their professional career. And I was thinking about this earlier, and I know I always compare myself to professional athletes, but I have to in the way that, you know, I, I have to because that's the only thing I can compare against. But when I get, got into radio, my whole thing was I wanted to do, like, rock morning show, which is where I was actually uh, – that's where I started was rock mornings. And so when I was going through my career, I ended up being asked to produce a news talk show on the news talk station in the building. And I knew nothing about news talk. I knew nothing about uh, politics. I, I wasn't paying attention to that stuff. I didn't know anything about city referendums and all that. But I took the path that was given to me. And sometimes you you can't create your own path. You have to follow the path that's put in front of you. And so I did that. I worked in news for about two years or so, and then I was actually hired by the uh, a morning show on a competing radio station, and I was producing that. So I got into sports there, and then I came over here to do a rock morning show. That didn't work out, and now I'm here on 97.3 The Fan. So what I'm trying to say here is that Jackson Merrill is doing it absolutely right. He is, he is um, taking the paths that are being... Uh, I don't want to be too lame. He's taking the path that is being created in front of him. And so I like that. But does he need a huge spring to make the team? I don't think he needs a huge spring to make the team, uh, the opening day Major League Baseball team. I I think he needs a good spring, and I think he needs to continue to get better throughout spring. Next one, Jose Azokar. And Jose Azokar is someone who's been on the team for a while. We already talked about that. But does he need a big spring? And we talked about him last night and whether or not he was going to be an everyday starter, everyday player in the outfield, mainly at center field. And I said, if they're going to make him an everyday player or at least give him the opportunity to be an everyday player, they they need to make sure that they're giving him that opportunity. Now, is that 30 games, 45 games? I don't know. But you can't expect someone to pick it up in a week in baseball. It just isn't there. And Jose Azokar has never played every day in his life. So does he need a huge spring to make the team? I think he, obviously not. He doesn't need a huge spring to make the team, but I do think this is a a big spring training for him because if he wants to capture, if he wants to at least be the starting center fielder on opening day, then he needs to have a really good spring. He needs to show that he can, uh, he can do what is being asked of him. He can play the defense. He can get on base. He can. And if he gets on base, it's, it's icing on the cake. He'll be able to steal bases. He'll be able to, you know, score from second on on plays that maybe other guys wouldn't score from second on. So Jose Azokar needs a big spring to not make the team, but to cement in the Padres front office minds that he is worthy of an opportunity of starting every single day at center field. And I, I, I think that's a fair assessment of Jose Azokar. We know kind of what he can do, but again, that's not on an everyday basis. So he needs a he needs a he needs a strong spring to capture opening day center field duties. Matt Waldron, he's going to be pitching tomorrow for the Padres. Does he need a huge spring to make the team? I think 
I think Matt Waldron, I don't know if he's going to be on the opening day roster, but I do know that at some point we are going to see Matt Waldron. And if he does have a good spring, I could see him being on the opening day roster for sure. I'm not sure that he's going to be on this opening day roster. Again, I think that he, with a strong spring, can easily work himself into uh, it, work himself into a um, at least a, an opportunity at a role within the the bullpen, or maybe even as a starter, maybe a fifth starter or something like that, or a spot starter, something like that. But I do believe Matt Waldron needs a, a good spring to you know further his standing within the team. Then you have uh, Pedro Avila, and I always say his last name wrong, so I'm sorry, Pedro, if I said it wrong again. But he was someone that I was really into at the end of last year. And then he kind of struggled down the stretch, but there were moments in time where, where, where he was dealing as a starter. And I think that he could refine that. I, I really thought that he showed enough to me last year for the Padres to go into the off season, thinking that he was going to be able to um, maybe possibly crack the rotation. I'm looking at his numbers from last year real quick. And he is, uh, he's 26 years old. He had 14 games he started six of them. He went two and two. His ERA, um, I'm looking at the wrong stats. His ERA plus is what's giving me, which is 128. Uh, he pitched pretty well, I got to say. And his whip, you know, was a little bit high. Walks and hits per innings pitch, 1.351. That's that's a little bit high. But I really thought in the tail end, or maybe in the mm, August to mid-September range, he was doing great things, and I thought that he would definitely get a shot at the at, at the rotation. I'm looking through his last couple games here, and he started a, a couple down the stretch. His best game was against the Phillies on September 5th. He went six and two thirds, and he ended up giving no run, giving up no runs. He did walk six, and he struck out one, but he gave up no runs, and the Phillies were shut out in that game, and that was his first win. So do I think that he needs to have a huge spring to make the team? No, but I do think he has he needs a huge spring to at least crack that opening rotation. Uh, we talked about Vasquez, and Michael King loves him. And so I haven't seen enough to really know what is going to happen with Vasquez. But I, I think he's not going to need a huge spring to, to make the team. It, it, it's just not really going to. Uh, they're not trading for a guy just to not use him. And that goes for Brito as well. That goes for a lot of other guys. Drew Thorpe, we're going to keep out of this because he's not ready for the big league level just yet. Now, here's a very interesting one, and he had a pretty good day today. But Adrian Morejon. And he, last year, over the last couple years, he struggled with injury. And that is something that is the truth. But I feel like he hasn't really... Um, I, I, I feel like he hasn't really pitched up to his... Ability, he hasn't really pitched up to the hype, and the hype isn't on him. But still, I, I think that it, he, with a good spring training, can gain some of that trust back from the front office. And I am looking forward to seeing what Adrian or Adrian Martihone does. I have a really hard time with that name, too. Sorry, everybody. I'm looking forward to seeing what he does because when he is on, he is good. He's a lefty. He has good stuff. And so a huge spring. If he had a bad spring, I might worry, but he's not going to need a huge spring to make the team. He's going to make the team. Now, the last couple, Go and Matsui, I think 
those guys are already on the team, so they don't need huge springs to make the team. But they need big springs because of the change over coming to Major League Baseball for the first time in their career. It's going to be different. They're going to need to see a lot of hitters before the season starts, and they're going to need to adjust throughout the season. But Xander Bogarts, I think, really has to be... I think this might be, in an, in a weird way, it might be the most important spring training of his career. And I know that's sensational, and I know that's a lot. But he is switching positions, and we talked about it last night, that at times Xander Bogart said he's going to struggle with the double play. And we saw it yesterday. Again, he's going to have lots of time in the spring to, to work on this. But I, I think Xander Bogart's, because of the new position and no time before the year to kind of get used to playing second base, this is huge for him. He's going to need to do a lot of growing at second base here in spring training. So Xander Bogarts, I could argue, obviously, he's not going to be left off the team or anything like that. But I could argue that this might be one of his biggest spring trainings so far in his career. Just because of what's on the line, just because of where he's playing now, and because of the expectations for the Padres. So, you know, those guys... When you look at them and you talk about them, they're good pieces. And I think that any of these guys could make the team and make them a lot better immediately. I mean, we're not even talking about the Xander Bogarts. I'm talking about the the Waldrons. I'm talking about Avila. I'm talking about Vasquez, Brito, Jackson Merrill. I'm talking about all those guys. They can make the team a lot better. Let's go check the chat real quick. See what's going on in the chat. Melanson. I don't know if he's still pitching. What do we think about Robert Suarez? Robert Suarez, uh, he, you know, he's struggled here in the spring. I think that Robert Suarez was missed a lot last year when he was injured in the first half of the year. And I think the Padres really, really needed him. But I think Robert Suarez will be okay. He's going to go through and he's going to try and right the ship before we get to the season. And someone told me on the chat that Marion didn't pitch, but he did. So I'm not saying that you were being mean or anything like that, but I questioned myself enough as it is. But he pitched an inning today. He gave up a hit, and he struck out too. So good outing for Marion today. I am very late. When we get back, we're going to talk about some you know side news stories. But we also have the daily gripe. And again, I don't really have a daily gripe because I got all my daily gripes out yesterday. So if you have any suggestions for the daily gripe, please send them to the YouTube chat and we'll talk about them when we get back on the Scraby Show on 97.3 The Fan. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours energy the tough labor you are a fighter Medela is your reward Medela, the mark of a fighter drink responsibly beer imported by crown import chicago illinois final segment of the scraping show for today and i cannot wait to get to the daily grape now because uh, i hit some daily grapes come in fast and furious in the break and they are all great ones so I'm going to steal your daily gripes today, and I'm just going to comment on them because that's fun because I probably have the same gripe that I just haven't mentioned yet. Thanks to everyone who is in the chat right now. If you want to watch the last 10 minutes of the show or so, you can go to YouTube, 97.3 The Fan. Also, you can uh, go to my Twitch. I'm not, you know, I'm trying to do stuff on Twitch, but it's at Matt Scraby. 
Uh, and then you can also go to my X account. I forgot. Oh, duh, it's my name, at Matt Scraby. I thought I was doing the station one. Never mind. If you can't tell if you're watching and you see my hair all disheveled and and I just look like a crazy person in the camera, it's because of today. Today was a little bit stressful with uh, the moving parts and everything, but that is one of the reasons why I uh, got into radios, because I love the fast-paced environment and all of that. I don't really, um, I don't really think I could do anything else because I used to do those same, you know, the jobs that are, you do a similar thing every single day. And there's nothing wrong with that because it's almost easier because you know exactly what you're going to do. But my brain just wanders way too much. And so, like, when I worked at Bank of – or I was going to say where I worked. But uh, when I worked at the bank, I was just doing transactions all day long, and I would try to have fun or something, and I would get in trouble. Like, one time I built this rubber band ball that was the size of a softball, and I was throwing it around the the, uh, branch. And my boss got mad at me. But there were no customers in there. No customers at all. So I don't know why I got in so much trouble for throwing around a rubber band ball with no customers in the bank. Come on now. Uh, Trevor says, Scraby, your mane looks marvelous. Thank you very much. I love it when people call it a mane. It's great. It is great. The one thing I can say is that, you know, I I have some hair. Knock on wood. I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon, but... I do have the old man eyebrows, as I talked about a couple weeks ago. It's kind of uh, kind of becoming annoying, and I did go and cut them so that they would not be all bothersome all the time. Anyway, I'm just going off on um, that's what, I'm just going off on that stuff because I'm a crazy person. Here are some uh, minor news stories, and I'm gonna start with one that's kind of sad. But Toronto Blue Jays reliever Eric Swanson has left spring training to tend to his four-year-old son, Toby, who was hit by a car and airlifted to a hospital on Sunday in Clearwater, Florida. The manager of the Blue Jays, John Snyder, made the announcement about his injury at the team's complex. He said, thanks to the incredible work from the Clearwater first responders, Toby is on the road to recovery and is surrounded by his family. Uh, Schneider said Swanson will be away from camp for a while. So let's uh, put some good thoughts out there for Eric Swanson's son, Toby, that's never a good thing. I mean, come on. That's scary. It's very, very, very scary. And uh, no one wants to hear these stories. So I'm glad that Toby seems like he'll be okay and everything will will go forward. Now, someone that we talked about in the offseason as maybe a potential acquisition because of how how much they may cost with prospects and all that, but Alec Manoa from the Blue Jays, he – was really good a couple years ago, and then the last last year he was not good. He got sent down to like rookie league. He was struggling down there. There were times when he couldn't get it out of an inning, and there was certainly a lot going on in his head. But he made his first start uh, in spring training today. He hit thirteen. Or thirteen, he hit three batters and threw just seventeen of thirty eight pitches for strikes while working an inning and two thirds uh, after giving up four runs. Apparently, they're going to take the the high road on this one, and they're going to say he also showed improvement velocity reaching the mid-90s with his fastball. He told reporters after the game, you want to have starts where everything doesn't feel the best now instead of having it when it matters. Some of that, that inexpensive in, it, some of that inexpensive experience. I'm just continuing to attack every day, continuing to separate each day from itself and attacking the goals I have to attack that day. I don't know Alec Manoa. Never met him. Never seen him. Never talked to him, but I could tell you right now when he called out Garrett Cole for cheating 
on, I think it was Serge Ibaka's cooking podcast, of all things. That's when things were bad for him. That's that you could point to that moment as when things started going a little get a little bit weird. And uh, I wouldn't have said that about Garrett Cole if I was him, because now karma's getting him. St. Louis Cardinals they have signed longtime San Francisco Giants infielder Brandon Crawford. Uh, he's only going to have a one year deal. He's thirty seven. He's going to probably be a backup uh, behind Mason Wynn, but. Brandon Crawford, this when I was up in the Bay Area, this was a huge contention piece for fans because Brandon Crawford is loved in San Francisco. He is one of the most uh, he's one of the um biggest names, I guess, over the last maybe 15 years with this team. And Brandon Crawford was someone that play he was like a vacuum cleaner. I'll just say that. He was someone who a ball was hit to him. You knew he was going to get to it, and you knew he was going to make the play. But the the people in San Francisco are not happy with the Giants for letting him leave, and especially the money that he got. Now, it's not in this article, but the money that he got was certainly within the range of the Giants. So basically, the Giants said, we're moving on from you, and you we're moving on from you. And then he retired and then he ended up getting signed by the Cardinals. So that just tells you Brandon Crawford thinks he still has a little bit more left in him, and we'll see what happens, but he's going to be a backup. And McKee, I didn't even know B crawl was a free agent. Well, he retired apparently for like a day and a half or something like that. So, um, that's not a day and a half. I'm just making that up, but I know that he did retire at some point and then the Cardinals came back out to get him. Would you have wanted Brandon Crawford on the Padres? I mean, there's no real spot for him. He's an infielder guy and infielder guy. He is an infielder, and the Padres don't need any infielders. We've already been over this many, many times. All right. I am really excited for this. What's annoying Scraby today? Let's find out. It's time for the Daily Gripe. On the chat... Uh, We need Brandon Belt. I agree with that. I've been saying that for a little bit now. I know Craig Elson's on that train too. But Brandon Belt seems like a good addition to this team. He can DH, and he's a lefty. And he still does good things at the plate. So there you go. Bring in Brandon Belt right now. Jack says, Scraby's hair over Crawford. (laughs) Thank you. Gonzo says, why don't you marry him? Because... I don't live in San Francisco, and that's where he used to live. And he's already married. He has kids and all this other stuff. Maybe if he was in San Diego, we would, you know, hit it off, whatever. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm talking about right now. I should just get myself out of this situation, and I should go and get to my daily gripes from the listeners today. So these are from the chat. I'm going to put them up there. These are good ones, though, and I appreciate you giving me these because I did not really have one today. This one's from Gabriel. My daily gripe suggestion is people who leave a mean or rude reply on social media and then immediately block you so you can't respond. Now, I would like to know, Gabriel, were you poking the bear first or was the bear poking you first? Because if that is if that's the case that they rudely reply to you on social media and then block you, then that's just weak on their part. But if you went at it first, I don't know. I think it's kind of fair, great, fair game for them to get back at you and then block you. But I could say this. We were talking about being blocked earlier today, and I, I don't really block anyone because I, I just feel like that's too much work. 
But I will say I do sometimes see posts and want to reply and I think about it for a while because sometimes the stuff is not true. And I want to put my truth out there as I talked about either yesterday or last week. I really uh, am not a fan of having to bite my tongue at certain moments, but social media is a bad place, man. Man, I told the, my nieces over the weekend, please take social media with a grain of salt. And they asked me, what is a grain of salt? And then we went into that conversation. All right, next daily gripe. I feel like I am just all over the place today. I'm sorry to everyone. Dominic, forced or pressured philanthropy. This is a good one. Asking if you want to donate to a random charity while you pay at the grocery store. I'm just here to buy milk, dude. Take my money and let me move on. This has been talked about before on this very show. And it's because the uh, the grocery store that's near us used to do this all the time where they wanted you to, like, round up things. And, I, I mean, obviously I don't really have a problem with rounding up 90 cents and donating that. But it's the, it's the pressure of the extra donation and it's the pressure of the people behind you they can kind of see what you're doing so if you say no i don't want to donate then they know that you don't want to donate and they're judging you behind you and i i do think this is a strange thing i think it's a good idea to have it at the register because some people will give money and and if it's for a good cause i have no issues giving money but i I, the forced philanthropy is where it's at dominic that was a good addition the forced the forced philanthropy I don't want to have to donate just because I got people looking at me to donate. Is what I'm saying here. Final Daily Grape. Dan. Cash is faster than debit cards. Get your damn card out of your wallet before you get to the register and know your own PIN number. I uh, am with this as well, except for the cash thing. Like, I don't think cash is that much faster or anything like that. In fact, I spend cash faster than I do with the card, but I'm a tap guy now. Like, if you go up to a register and you put your phone down on there that's what i do now and it's very quick it's very easy i don't even really have to type in my pin number all you have to do is be able to unlock your phone and you can do that but i i agree it's annoying when people are up at the register and they just like it's like they've never paid for anything in their life before and they have no idea what's happening and i'm like have you never been to a grocery store ever please and mckee says especially at petco i always feel guilty not donating i know that is uh, that is really actually dogs are close to my heart and I really have a hard time not donating at Petco because they usually have like a cool picture of a cute dog and it's like can you help me? Something like that. Yes. Just like that. Can you help me? Uh, last one. Diego Drip. My daily gripe is uh, Padre's Twitter being negative. I've actually seen that a couple times today. Honestly, I've seen that people were saying that Padre's Twitter is extremely, extremely um, angry. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really check it all that much because I don't like to wade in those waters. There's sharks in them. All right, that's it for today in the Scraby Show. Talk to you tomorrow. Ben and Woods, 6 a.m. from Peoria. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 